Hello and welcome back to the Underwater Sunshine Podcast. I'm Adam. I'm James. We're us. Yes. Together, we're us. Always. Um, so, we're, we're back and this week we're still sticking with Garden Sessions because we've got a bunch of them and because we're announcing some bands. And this band we just announced on Monday. Nope. We announced them last Friday, uh, May 10th. And they are... Oh, I walked out of the back. These guys were playing on the last day, I think, of the April uh, garden sessions on the Sunday and I didn't know who they were. And when I walked out, they started playing and I, I, it just stopped me in my tracks. They're twin sisters, Tiffany and Ganessa James. And they were just playing guitars together and singing. And I don't, they're called onlyest. I'm just going to play you a song to start off, and this is called Friends and Family, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. Yeah. You've got to just check this out. Yeah, it's amazing. they knocked me out so much. They're another one where I just went to everyone and said, we have got to get them for the next Underwater Sunshine right. Festival. They yeah. are fucking incredible. And, you really and they sh- said yes. So You should notice when you listen to this about how – remember we talked about Scout last week. They're just so perfect together. The way at a mesh musically, instrumentally, and also vocally is just – it's incredible. It's otherworldly, really. It's really wonderful stuff. Yeah, it's got all this soul in it and like all this heart. Just check it out. This is this is only us playing friends and family. This song is called Friends and Family. <clears throat> the songs you sing the notes you sing with everything you own and there's a place I'd like to go with all our family and our friends around that's where my heart is found a promise from the start And there's a place I'd like to be Right next to you with all our friends and all our family feeling free Again. Ooh, 
So glad you played that first. You know, I listened to these out of order when you sent it to me. We were talking about it before, and uh, so they started the po- their uh, their garden session off with that, right? Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's a very folky song. They they get there are other songs that become a great mashup of soulful acoustic grooves with like a, like a folk style. That is a pure beautiful two part harmony folk song. Uh, with a sweet sentiment to it. And I think we talked about this last week about how uh, one of the sisters is playing a Fender Stratocaster. But well, not there. They're both playing acoustic there. Right, sure. but in yeah. this in this session, yeah. I wanted to make sure I got it right. And and she and you mentioned, which we didn't – I'm not really sure we talked about it on the podcast. We might have talked about it when we weren't running tape, but how she's really a bass player. And um, and she's bringing that 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 sound and, and fattening it up so beautifully. You know, it just sounds so great. Yeah, that's Janessa James, who is the companyist. No, she's well. She's playing the uh, the, the strat. She's the bass player. Is, is Janessa right? Right. I, right. I think it's Janessa, not Ganessa. It's spelled with a G. Right. Uh, and then t- Tiffany was playing guitar, the, just acoustic the whole time. Right. Um, it's really cool though. I and mean, she's singing lead on that. Although they're singing mostly harmony on that record, on that on that song, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Wait, let's play "Lovely One." I just want to play more of their music because I don't think anyone's ever heard them before. And like, yeah, they're not on Spotify. Look. This is this is called "Lovely One." This is another song by Onlyness from the uh, from their garden session. Dig this. That you move me And I ain't afraid to say That you do me Worlds and worlds of good How sweet it is To be loved by you I met all my dollars That there ain't none like you Least not one who Makes things easy When they're hard Least not one who Makes me let down my guard That's what you do That's what you do You are my lovely one I love you so When I'm around you I'm glad I found you I'll never let you go Lovely one I need you so Say that you need me, you'll never leave me, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Well, I take a lot of time to decide a lot of things, cause my judgment ain't so tight. I need a lot of time just to think things through and to make them work out right. But oh, I'm on cloud nine when I have you around. And I can't believe the happy 
happiness I found, baby, cause you make things easy when they're hard. And baby, you make me let down my guard. See, that's what you do. That's what you do. You are my lovely one. I love you so. When I'm around you, I'm glad I found you. I'll never let you go. Lovely one, I need you so. Say that you need me, you'll never leave me, no. choose to walk out that door little love for whatever ever he says or she says I tell you I need you more 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 I can count the ways it's like one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve I said one two three four five You want to say something? That's just a freaky level of good right there. <laughs> what the f- Man, they're so good. I, I've always thought this was a bullshit statement. Better than sex? That's close. That is unbelievable. That was like a drug. I am dizzy right now after listening to that. That is fantastic. On every freaking level, that is fantastic. Every level of music, art, the singing and the, what is going on in those harmonies and those wonderful when they do the countdown thing and they just they are just in this level of joy that just comes One, through two, three, four, five, seven, oh, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That's just crazy good. Uh, that's what you get when you're twin sisters. I'll say that's a, that's Janessa definitely playing the strat on that. Yes, and uh, Tiffany's singing. Well, they're both singing, and, and Tiffany's uh, playing the percussion on it. Wow, uh, wow, wow. Yeah, man, what a song. Like, there's this, <sighs> that's a wild thing, you know, twins, twin speak in music right there, you know. I, I I don't know how, I mean, there's an otherworldly aspect to, you know, when Simon and Garfunkel are right there and doing their thing, uh, 
that, I mean, just two voices that are perfect. It says a few things. First of all, I mentioned that they have a soulful folk thing going on there, but that is clear jazz phrasing. Jazz courting. I mean, that could, Sarah Vaughan meets uh, Ella Fitzgerald. Just beautifully. Oh, but they also have some Lauren Hill in there. Lauren Hill, do. for sure. No. Absolutely. 1,000%. And you know what? The other thing, too, is, oh, by the way, great shout out on, uh, on Marvin Gaye there. Um, Got to give it up in the first verse. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, how sweet it is to be loved by you. Um, there is a, a, a momentum is the word I'm looking for. In a song like that, you cannot stop. I mean, there, it, it's just you want, I, could, I could listen to that for 12 minutes. That's how good that is. It, it could just listen to them play that over and over. Just to, and, the, and the background vocals, by the way, which Prince did beautifully in a lot of his early stuff, um, like Do Me Baby and that kind of stuff where he's got these high harmonies that come in and answer the vocal and sing another melody. That's what they're doing live, live, by the way, in this 15, 20 feet from where we're sitting right now, which is stunning to me. Yeah, it's a, it was a very cool performance. I was kind of, you know, I just hadn't seen anybody play. Holy. Folky soul, gospel, funky, I've like that. that. You know, I mean, it was like it had a, so many different things in it, and the songs were so cool. Um, let's just play another one. I just, I really uh, wanted yes, to play please. almost everything in their session. Yes, <laughs> uh, and they played more songs than everybody else. But I, I just want to play. I tried to be reasonable and only play four out of the five. <laughs> so here's the third song. This is called Possibility. Yeah, and it's just uh, I love this song. Man. It's so cool. On um, this one, uh, Tiffany's playing acoustic and Janessa's still playing the Strat, uh, and playing bass lines on it. By the way, and funky ass bass lines. Yeah, when I went up to her after, I was like, "Man, you are a great guitar player. You knocked me out on guitar so good." And she's like, "Oh, thank God. I, I wasn't. You know, I, I'm actually a bass player. Uh, you know, <laughs> I was like, oh well." Don't worry. Bass is harder. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this is a, this is onlyest again. And like I said, they'll be playing in November, so you should come out. Ugh. But also, I, I like what we did with Scout. I have to encourage you to go to Underwater Sunshine to the YouTube pages and check out their garden session. Yeah, it'll be posted. It. You can go to underwatersunshinefest.com too, and there'll be links to it there because their write up is up. Uh, we we uh, I think we posted them on Friday or Monday. Uh, but it's definitely up now. They're up there, yeah. So, like, this is a uh, possibilities. This is, this is possibilities. Check it out. Hey, we're onlyest. This song is called Possibilities. You do 
Cause when it seems you can't find your way The way is on its way to you She goes to falsetto there. I'm that's where I leave the room. It's, it's there's nothing else you could say. It speaks for itself. It's spectacular. I, I know I throw that word around a lot in this podcast, but that is you. You guys have to see the video of that. Seriously, take take Adam's advice here and go to the website or do wherever you find it. Go to YouTube, find it. It's incredible. Well, it's hard you to can remember. find it at, in Underwater Sunshine official. Underwater Sunshine Festival official YouTube page. Yes. It's there, and it's also just on the website because we did the write-up this week under artists. It was We did it on Friday, so it was released, and you can find it. You can go through uh, the Instagram pages, too. There'll be links to them all. Uh, I guess you can't uh, use the link on Instagram. Fuck it. It's there. Find it. Go Come in November and see this band play. Oh, my God. They're so good. Uh, I don't know what to fucking say. I, know I that, cannot uh, that, wait for that. That Janessa played with... Uh, Toshi Reagan too, who was going to come. She didn't make it by, but she was going to come by and play on Sunday. Uh, Toshi Reagan didn't play. I know she's been, I think, a bass player at Toshi Reagan's band, 
and she played with a few other people. I don't know about about what Tiffany did before this, but man, they're so good. Oh my god, it, so many it, questions. I got one more song to play by them because I want to play it because it it, this one is entirely in Spanish. So I don't know at all what any of it means, but I, I thought it was such a good song. I didn't song. get to this one, so this is a first for me. This, this is, is called La Espera. Just because we have one more, we're going to play one more. This is La Espera play him. by Onlyest. Uh, O-N-L-I-E-S-T. Tiffany and, and Janessa James. And uh, I'm trying to think what they're playing on this one. Uh, hang on, I'll, I'll check for you. Uh, yeah, Janessa's still playing the, the Strat on this, and, and Tiffany's on the acoustic. And let me just make the point. If you got rid of their voices, which would be the crime of the century, but if you did, it would still be so sweet to listen to those two guitars playing together. They, that alone, they, there's a group, like I said to you, the first song we played, um, was it Friends and Family is the name of that one? Yeah. Uh, that, that was, that's a pure folk song, all the way, blah, blah, blah. The last couple had many, many, many uh, musical elements to them, and uh, the vocals are another level of spectacular. But... Just the backing track. You just listen to them playing, and that's why it's so great to see the video because you can watch them interacting and playing. And and they just they're in they're in a space all their own, and they're just loving it. They're, there's such joy that radiates from them. There's a moment in Possibilities where it breaks down in the middle to the acoustic against like a kind of a, just a couple solo lines from the the uh, the Fender, and it reminded it just it, it reminded me of Little Wing just then. Ooh, that's it had a little moment of little yeah. wing. Checking it when you hear it next time. That in the middle of it, it just reminded Achoo! me of that. Yeah, yeah, that little thing. That's no, magic. not that. Just the, the just the melody line she plays on the guitar. Ah, anyways, okay. this is La Spera, uh, well, and then we'll we'll get on to some other stuff too. But uh, and also, I remember that I, I, on Friday we did announce uh, that Only is playing. But on Monday, uh, just a couple days ago now, we also announced that Fair Hazel will be returning from London to come play. Again, and we played fair two weeks ago. We played Fair Hazel's Garden Session, so right. we can't play it today because at the time I don't know that I knew they were coming back, but now they are. I know they are, right, and I'm good. so excited. I'm excited. Uh, I can't remember if I announced it then. I don't think I knew it then, but no, we Fair Hazel is returning to play Underwater Sunshine Festival in November, all the way from London. I'm so happy this is happening. <sighs> but, I'm so I'm excited too because Louis coming back, and he knows where the good vegan pizza is around here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. It's a plus. Uh, so this is one last song from Onlyest, though, as well. Our other our other uh, announcement in the last week is that Onlyest is playing Tiffany and Janessa James. This is Tiffany on the acoustic and vocals and Janessa on the uh, Fender Strat and vocals. La Espera. The song is called La Espera. Tranquilidad me cualiza 
y yo quiero conocer lo que te mueve, eso que te hace ser tan intensa mujer, de expresión tan sincera, pero buena. Las horas vuelan y vuela el pensamiento con la intriga. Como mariposas Vuelan en la varilla Y vuelan Los días vuelan Mil oportunidades para conocerte vuelan Pero yo Ya le coge el gustito a la espera sangre se me hace miel cuando te llego a ver tan bella como ayer luego te miro bien y te encuentro más bella es raro lo acepto de alguna manera pero en realidad es distinto en ti veo luces que no veré dudas que no sabré, cosas sencillas que me encantaría tener, una vida completa, pero vuelan, las horas vuelan, y vuela el pensamiento con la intriga, como mariposa. Vuelan en la varilla y vuelan, los días vuelan, mil oportunidades para conocerte vuelan, pero yo ya le coge el gustito a...
Wow, we. Now, I'm very interested. I, I just – so I, I was looking up how to – what the translation of La, uh, La Espera is, and it's The Wait. And so when I typed it in, I noticed that this is a cover of a song by a Puerto Rican reggae band called Cultura Profetica. And the song's called The Wait, and it's really beautiful. There's a stanza here. I have the translation of the lyrics. I sent it to you. I see you arrive every day, and when you delay, inside me grows an anxiety that throbs, and all my blood turns to honey. When I get to see you, as beautiful as yesterday, I take a good look at you, and I find you more beautiful. And then towards the end of the, the, there's a chorus, but they fly by, the hours fly by, and thought with intrigue flies by, like butterflies. They fly in your belly. They fly by the days fly by. Thousands of opportunities to get to know you fly by. But I, I've started to enjoy the wait. It's really beautiful. It's, and they do a great job. I, I mean, obviously, this sounds more like a kind of a Spanish ballad than a reggae song. So they, they did a nice job translating it. I like to hear the original, but it's really a beautiful song. The melody is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I, I cannot wait to see them again. I, I just I just cannot wait. They're so good. Um, but we're going to get to another band right now. And this one we did have a chance. They played the last uh, Underwater Sunshine Festival in April. And they also uh, did a garden session for us here. And, and we did an interview with them. Uh, and I think you're going to dig this. This is a pretty interesting interview uh, with Roan Yellowthorn. Uh, yes, I, we had a lot to say about their songs. Yeah, and they, they had a really – it was a really good talk about life and songwriting and uh, the influence that the Underwater Sunshine Festival had on their writing. Uh, 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 she definitely talks at times about uh, Maria Taylor. It comes up uh, pretty big in that in the discussion for her as a – Yeah, she covered one of her songs after hearing him on this po- podcast, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, it really was cool. Um, so uh, right now, let's get into Roan Yellowthorn. Welcome back to the Underwater Sunshine <laughs> Garden Session Shows. We're here with Roan Yellowthorn. Uh, yeah. You guys played yesterday, and yeah. we had to run out of here. Uh-huh. Yes, we missed How your was garden session. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Great times. We got some people snapping for one of the songs. Cool. I like yeah. crowd engagement. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like a beatnik thing. Yeah, we needed like some percussion. <laughs> <laughs> I realized yesterday I couldn't snap anymore for a little bit because the cat just went right through my finger. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was teasing her, trying to get her to pounce on me under the covers. Oh, no. And she went right through the covers and right through my hand. Oh. It, was, it was a powerful statement. <laughs> That's what statement. you get for teasing the cat. I'm sorry I interrupted you. <laughs> no, we have this song, uh, this new song that Jackie wrote, and the beat is like a couple kicks and a snap, but I'm a terrible quiet snapper. You know what I mean? Not very good at the, at the snap, so I like to get extra people for the extra snap effect. Ah, it's see. very important. Audience participation. Totally. Yeah. Indeed. This is our snapping section for the song, Another Life. This is Eduardo, Julian, and Connor.
How'd you like your upstairs set last night? Was, I loved it. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was yes, really good. It was really I, fun. I totally butchered the name of the band. I had to introduce <laughs> the band. I felt terrible about this. It's okay. And I said Yellowthorn first, and then Rowan. And I said, oh, Rowan Yellowthorn. So <laughs> I apologize for that. But uh, yeah, we loved your stuff. We played it on the podcast. Thank too. you. And I asked, her, I asked her, Jackie, yesterday, I said, did we get any of that right? We had a great long talk on yes, all this. Yes, yeah. I loved listening to it. It was so like exciting and gratifying to just oh, like hear you. you guys talk about these words that I wrote, and you really like got it. I felt like it was really awesome. Oh, cool! <laughs> felt really good. I listened to it like twice. I was like, yes. Yeah, she, <laughs> she might have cried a tiny bit while listening. Tears of joy. <laughs> I always like the ones where we actually get into talk, but sometimes we're just like. I love that song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't have any, like, I mean, and we do. We truly love yes. that song, whatever it is, but we don't have any insight. Sometimes we're just, like, insightless. And you right. guys talked about someone that I had never heard is Suzanne... Suzanne Vega. Yeah, yes. I looked her up after that, because you, you mentioned that you thought it was really similar, and I was really, like, interested to know how it was similar, and so I, I listened to that song, Luca. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was cool. I liked it. Yeah, it's funny that she hasn't even heard it. It's crazy. I mean, because I, I, well, I heard it because I grew up with that. So, yeah. Suzanne. So, and that's a high compliment. I meant it that Thank time. Thank you. Yeah. No, and, and of course, we went crazy about the great line about uh, is it in uh, Fingerless Gloves, right? Uh-huh. Becoming. What's oh, the yeah. Line? Turn into myself. Turn into myself. Was oh, yeah. That a, yeah. I mean, we just went nuts <laughs> on that. That so, was cool, yeah. Yeah. So, th- was, was that a sort of a. I mean, did you subconsciously. So sometimes when I interview songwriters, including Adam, yeah. they'll say, yeah. I probably did mean that, but I didn't think of it at the time. Now that you tell me, blah, blah, blah. No, that? yeah, I meant it to be like a double meaning. Like I turned into myself like inward and also turned into myself, like became myself. So, yeah, it was, it was totally right, like that. How'd you two meet? Uh, we met in college. Jackie stalked me a little bit. No, Sean um, was like a total creeper. <laughs> <laughs> it was, no, it's, the, it's the age-old story, grad student, undergrad. Yeah, uh, Sean was the only undergrad who like... Grad... Oh, who was the, who was the only grad student who lived in the dorms? Right, and yeah. it was like who right was above grad me. Who was undergrad? I was the I was the grad student. Sean was the cradle robber. Yep. <laughs> and she kept on coming to my door every day and uh-huh. saying, "Hey, um, can I borrow some?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Food, and I was like, "No." Sean sure, was like the creepy in. older guy who hung out with like all the undergrads, and I was like, <laughs> "Who is this weirdo?" Where were you guys <laughs> in college? What? Where was this? Oh, we went to Bard. At Bard? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. Did you know you that you guys played music? Did you play your own? Did no, I mean, it's so weird how it happened because we weren't we didn't do music together at all when we met, and then I started writing songs like a year after we got married, and Sean like got me a keyboard, and then he he learned how to play drums. I learned how to play piano, and we just did it like together. yeah. It's funny we, like we started it together. It's funny like. I always played in bands from the time I was like 15 onward, and then I went to grad school, didn't really have anybody to play with, met Jackie. She had always like sang and done all this music stuff up until that point really too. Uh, And then like we got married, not really playing music together, and then like a year after we got married, she, she started ripping out all these songs out of nowhere, learned how to play the piano, and I like went to work one day, and I came back, and she played me this song, and I was like, yeah, okay, we're gonna we're gonna play some music together right now. <laughs> it's like super cool how it happened. The music was born out of the marriage. In a what sense, were you guys studying in college. 
Um, I was getting a master's in uh, education. I was studying literature. Literature? Yeah. Uh, well, that makes sense. See? Yeah. That's why your songs are so deconstructible. <laughs> yeah, some, I like uh, that. Literary I like that yeah, that's cool. This is our song, Fingerless Gloves. Hey, I was just wondering how you are If you like your new place so far If you're happy with what you got If you think about me a lot If everything turned out the way you thought And hey, what did you say? Did you always know you wanted to do this kind of stuff? Um, I always did want to do it, but I didn't ever think that, like, I could because I didn't write songs until a lot later. I never wrote music. I wrote poetry and I sang, but I I didn't think I could write songs, so I, I didn't know how I would really do music, but then it just... I learned piano and it started. Ha- it started just... I realized I could write music and... That was really exciting for me to realize it was like a something I could do. That's the same way it was for me because you know I, I had always sung, but what do you do with singing? Right. I, I wasn't sure what to do, and I you know exactly. I wrote some poetry a little bit, not really. Yeah. But it wasn't until I wrote a song, and I was right. like, oh, this is something that is directly for me. That that where there were words, there were music, and exactly. I could actually play it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was really like for me, I was a freshman in college, it was my fall term. I wrote a song. Yeah. And it changed my whole life because I was defined. I was un- yeah. like most people are undefined for the longest time. That's how I felt too. It's like yeah. a key. Like you found the key, and it's like okay, it's this is who I, I am. Yeah, exactly. I'm a 
totally. know, and I'm a songwriter. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, it was like, oh, I'm a songwriter. Oh, now this all makes sense. Yes. Now I just have to figure out the hell of the rest of my life. How right. the fuck does this how work? To, how to do it, but at least you know what you want to do. Yeah. Which is like such a good feeling, finally. It was. It was a huge change. It's funny because I knew before most of my friends, mm-hmm. I, I knew what I wanted to do with my life. Yeah. You know, they, they passed me again once we actually got jobs. And I was washing dishes, and they were working at banks or whatever they were doing. Right. You know, like they, they got ahead again, mm-hmm. and, and then I caught their asses. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yes. It's such a thing to be like, because childhood is, is such an undefined thing. You know, you do homework and you date or yeah. something. Yeah, that's like kind of all there is to it. Mm-hmm. And then you, you can't figure out how that stuff's going to translate to adulthood. Exactly. And I didn't start writing music until after I had my first child so we had two kids and so she was like six months old and I was just like even more than ever I was like so frustrated and like I didn't know what I was doing I didn't know like my identity I was just like a mess and then out of that like intense like sadness and frustration and like longing I just it happened and like I, I I finally was able to put it into something and it just was the best feeling to to transform that feeling, you know, into yeah. something empowering and realize that I could do something. That's very cool. Yeah. I completely identify with that, except for the whole part about the children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but everything else in that thing. Yeah. I'm Just with you on that. For so long, like, wondering, like, how you're going to do it and, you know. Yeah. It's nice to figure out who you are. Yeah. Yeah. In some way or another, you know. Yeah. Every time anybody, I think, hits that point in their life where they, it just makes it a lot easier to, to live. Yeah, and you have a sense of purpose and identity, and it's really important. Yeah. So I guess I have to ask at this point, what's next for you guys? You working well, on some new music? Or yeah, we're doing it. So we're going to do a... I, I have, like, a bunch of songs that I'm really excited about, um, and we want to do a completely different vibe from the first album. I want it to be, like, more like Maria Thomas, like, really... About voice and like, oh, sorry, Maria Taylor. <laughs> hey, we just. Oh <laughs> we my did gosh! I yeah. Got <laughs> um, but yeah, more like about voice and piano and just like more raw. You know, yeah. I want to go more in that direction. Yeah, the, the last record, um, we were really trying to have like a like a pop record that was sort of like our version of trying to make like a Taylor Swift or like record. Robin you know or I mean? something. And that's just sort of what happened. Is like because I, you know, I used to play in like post rock bands and like pop punk bands and stuff growing and up. I love like Broadway musicals and like the yeah, radio the, just sort of like that mesh with the idea of trying to make a, a pop record is how the last record was sort of born um, and also this one image that Jackie gave me where she said Sean I want the record to sound like uh, I'm flying through the sky and stars and clouds are exploding around me and I was like yeah we can do that uh, <laughs> but for, for this next one we really we want to get some good players and have it be like a real because Sean, like, wrote, did a lot of electronic parts for yeah. other album. I want, like, real instruments, a warm yeah, feeling, like, stripped down, no effects on my voice, just, like, so A good, real. raw album that complements the songwriting yeah. as much as possible. Cool. So we're going to we're gonna start, I think in July we're going to start recording. I think maybe, yeah. Yeah. We're, and the songs that she's writing are the best songs I've ever heard her write. They're crazy good, like... We've, we've, like, practiced them, you know? Like, we have a little practice space in our basement. And, like, we were playing this one the other day, kind of just working on it, working out the parts a little bit. And 
we like face each other and we like locked <laughs> eyes from across the room while we were playing and we're both like going like yeah yes. like, complete eye contact the whole time Sean was like, like, like this is the energy ecstasy. that we want it was you know crazy. I mean? that's whew. we had a moment yeah so we're, we're pumped we got a lot of good stuff that we're really happy about yeah Maria really gets that too she does it in a really good way that's very yeah. personal um I don't know if you've heard her, like, her first album, 1111. No. It, she, it, it's an interesting mix of that personal, but it has a little more electronics than yeah. the later albums, but it's very much a singer-songwriter record. Uh-huh. Whenever I'm thinking of just how to do a straight band record like that, mm-hmm. I always think of, uh, as, like, retro as this is in a way, I always think of Tapestry, because it's, mm. I mean, you think of it as a piano record, and it yeah. is to a certain extent, but it's also, like, a near-perfect intimate band record yeah like it really is a band on that sure. you know, they, yeah. the, and we've talked about that on and those arrangements are so bare but really good they're yeah. just like so well thought out and it's recorded so intimately you hear each part i mean part of it is like that is a monumentally genius job of arranging to mm-hmm. make everything so perfect sure. but it's just you know it's electric guitar it's drums it's bass it's piano it's it's pretty it's a real full band but it's like those arrangements kill me yeah you know? Yeah, well, that's a high mark. I mean, that's one of the greatest single solo records by any human being, Carol King's Tapestry. Yeah. I mean, she really nailed every part of where she was at at the time. Uh-huh. And it wasn't too, what you were saying, it's exactly that, getting players around you to realize the song's organic. Exactly. Right. You know, to but nail it, that. A lot of attention to the detail of how to arrange them, not yes. just playing. Because, like, yeah. we think of that as a, as a singer-songwriter piano record, but it really is a full band record. It's sure. just that they've been so thoughtful about how they did it yeah. that... And it's not like there's not a lot of sheen on it. It's real. Right. It's, it's raw. real raw. Real. You can hear the wood and things. I and love it, that. It's just the bit, like just the simple thing of that one thing where the guitar solo goes into the sax or something. You know, mm-hmm. right. the bass goes up to the guitar and our doo doo doo, and it goes into the the vocal thing. It's just there. It's like it really shows you how much how important arrangements are. Like even yeah. in a band, not not to be an orchestra, just a band arrangement, and really being thoughtful about how one instrument weaves into another. And there's so many ways you can go. You know yeah. what I mean? It colors everything. And you know the great thing about that, she, you reminded me before, she uh, did a cover of Maria Taylor's Comfort that we played on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And Queen it's getaway. so beautiful. And I and I remember writing, I think, responding to you. I think you tweeted it or it was on Facebook or something. Yeah. And I said, did you hear that? And she said, <laughs> yes, you heard it first here. Yeah. I was, was inspired to cover it. And it's a beautiful, oh, cool. really honest cover of that song. Yeah, it's, it's inspiring to me to to listen to like you know other female artists that are doing similar things, sort of like yeah. really honest singer songwriter um, music. Because I don't know when you start writing your own music, you don't know really like what to compare it to or like what it is in the grand scheme of things. And it's just nice to get an anchor, sort of. Yeah, you know? I've heard people say that about Adam's music. They're like, I didn't know what I was doing. And then I heard that. Oh, yeah, that's oh, yeah. that's where I want to be there. Yeah, yeah, even like Suzanne Vega. Suzanne Vega, yeah. Hearing that, I was like, okay, my stuff's kind of similar to that. You know, maybe this is where I fit in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's so. obsessed with Suzanne Vega. I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's my first crush. Oh, man. So, well, you know, no, my first crush has to be Linda Ronstadt. But I mean, you know, songwriting crush. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for doing this and... Thank you. The it's performance last okay, night was magnificent. Thank you so much for being such a, It's really thing. such a thrill, and just being able to like meet you guys and everyone associated with this is just really special. Yeah, we're super glad to be here. It's a great feeling around the whole thing. Yeah, and, such uh, a good vibe. And I, I love it. It's my favorite thing. It's and so just great. Like, I just love it. I yeah. Love it so much. <laughs> well, we're so glad that you're, that you're doing it and that you brought us in. Now you're family. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. You're officially family now. I love it. Once Underwater Sunshine f- Festival, always Underwater. Awesome. It's like the CIA of music. I love it. <laughs> Without all the killing. Without right. the killing. Minus yeah. the killing. Yeah. Without the overt killing. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Exactly. <laughs> there has been bloodshed here. Yeah. But anyway, thank you guys. Again. Thank you. Right. Best thank of luck. You. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. We're Ron Yellowthorn, and this is our song, Factory Man. I know men not very well, mostly from what I've heard tell. He lives alone in rented halls with all his paintings on the wall. And he collects a TV shrine. You should see all the photographs that he's had signed. His famous friends don't know his name, but it's on all the So, yeah, thank you very much to Jackie and Sean for sitting in with us. And it's great because since they've played there, um, they played at the festival, she's been sending me some new songs that they're working on. 
And and she mentions in that interview how they're going in a different direction, more organic. They want to do a, a play with a band, and the songs really lend themselves to that. In fact, she wrote this song that was really country, and Sean was like, I don't know, man. It's not our kind of song. So she sent it to me, and she goes, what do you think? you think this is too country? And at first when it started, I was like, nah, it's pretty good. You know, and then I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, no, nah, it, it would be a real departure. But they're starting to spread their wings a little bit, and I thought it was also funny how she mentions she had never heard Suzanne Vega, and that's just – so incredible how she just has that kind of thing that the way she phrases the songs the style of the songs and she says she really digs her now and it's and it's it's oh, informing cool. her new music yeah because she has a lot in common with Suzanne Vega she sure could, does all right but now I want to get into this because on the first day it was one of the first bands to play on the first day at the garden sessions I shouldn't say band it's a guy uh and it was someone I'd been familiar with for a long time with Teddy Thompson uh, we actually had the same managers when we started out um, years ago. Uh, I remember when my manager signed him right before we left them. And, uh, I mean, he, I have, I've known his music for a really long time. I had never seen him play. And he, it floored me. Like, the moment his voice just had such an incredible timbre to it, which I guess makes sense because his mother had one of the most beautiful voices ever. But I'm just going to start off with this song, Heartbreaker, Please, because this is Teddy Thompson, and I was so excited when I found that he was coming over to play here, and uh, check this out. My name is Teddy Thompson. This song is called Heartbreaker, Please. Is the peace of my heart that you Go! 
Yeah, I mean, when he started playing, everyone in the room sat up because the timbre of his voice, the sound, the tone, the power in his, just the sound of his singing, it just, like, we all just sat bolt upright to listen, and it went through the whole session that way. I, I couldn't believe... It's very powerful. Uh, yeah, and... uh so one secret I'm going to tell you that we haven't announced, we won't announce it officially for another week and a half. I think it's next Monday or a week from Friday. I can't remember. Breaking but news. That he is also coming back to play Underwater Sunshine, which I'm, I'm really excited about this because he. It's the first time though. First he's time such because, yeah. a good singer and such a good songwriter. And I've been a fan of his for, God, I don't know, 20 years now. He, his first record is just a few years after ours, I think. And, uh, yeah, I want to play another song right now. I want to play a song called What Now? Uh, oh, I love this one. And I don't think any of these songs, I think these were all unreleased songs he played for us because I, I, didn't re- I didn't recognize any of them, and I didn't see them on any records. I might have missed them, but I don't think these are on any records. I'm not sure. I mean, he's put out a lot of records over the years, but I don't think these are on any of them. Anyway, this is Teddy Thompson with What Now? Uh, and we should we should say before well, we well, play, we'll go back we'll tell no them no some I just want to say one thing though the, the, all the artists that were playing these last two weeks played at the garden session but they have not played the festival so we're introducing some of them have. yeah but I'm saying Scout will would we'll, we'll be playing the the festival for yeah, the first yeah. time right and uh, onlyists and the and uh, had he played had Teddy, Teddy played? had not played the festival no. he played he yeah. played a garden session this time so that'd be cool is, yeah yeah quite a few of these artists I mean well the, quite honestly what happened was they played garden sessions and we were floored Blue, yeah and we asked them to please come back and play the next festival that which is, is so one cool. of the nice things about the garden sessions is not just hearing the bands that you know we've signed for this festival but also discovering the bands that we end up wanting for the next festival. You know, it's because we, you know, we had 20 bands on stage at the last festival, but we, we recorded 44 garden sessions by different bands here. Over those four days, we did 44 sessions of garden sessions. So, uh, you know, it's a lot of people that weren't at the festival as well. There's twice the number. Sure. Um, anyways, this is another song by this guy who, oh, wow, it's just the voice, man. His songwriting is so good, but the, just the, Every once in a while, someone just has a timbre and a tone to their voice where it's just like a natural. Some some people are are great singers, and he is, but sometimes it's just, it's just something you're born with. It's very just, powerful. It, it's just that's why I keep coming back to it, that. It sounds. I, I'd like to hear him sing the the dictionary, quite honestly. And <laughs> so this is Teddy Thompson with "What Now," which, if it was in the dictionary, would come right near the end because it's a W. Well done. Bye bye. I'll be back in a few minutes after Teddy. Teddy will be here right now. Well, it's been like this all hell from the outset. Just begging for solid and not a reset. And it's easy when that's clear from a distance That it only happens now When we're miles away And it only happens now When we're lonely See, the world is a cold place Don't mess 
It's just this very taut, like wire strung tension in in his his vocal and the the timbo of the the timber of the vibrato when he holds it out. He's just like there's this perfect singer songwriter thing that happens when he delivers these songs that I just I'm I'm riveted listening to it. I was just sitting here. I was leaning forward with my head in my hands, just like listening to him while we we're, I mean, while I was playing just now. And I it was the same feeling when he was playing that day. I, I just was completely riveted by it. I, I, yeah, we were digging dip, deep on that one. I mean, I, mean, I hear, we, well, I, I, when I first heard that song, I, I heard uh, tinges of, of what James Taylor was doing very early in his career before he became a little too, uh, you know, mainstream. Uh, his, the intensity of his songs uh, straddling between real despair and and hope and then you know you mentioned jackson brown i hear that too there's something about the way he does sing those songs especially that song for me because we talked about the soulful aspect of the onlyest but to me that's a soulful song 
Oh That's my a god, soul yeah. Soul song. Every way which way. The chord progression, the way he's singing it. Even when he starts humming, it's got a gospel feel to it, you know? It's really, really uh it, it, it there's several levels to the way that song is presented. Yes, absolutely. He's got this thing. I, I was talking to my friend my friend Pat and, and Deb, my friends Pat and Deb, their daughter Milena is the spectacular singer, and she has been since she was about eight years old. And uh, I remember what I what really struck me is a lot of kids when they sing, you see, oh, what a big voice. They can belt. They can really, you know, they can whatever. But what I heard when I saw, he showed me a video of her doing some song when she was about eight years old. And the first thing that jumped out of my mind, because I had never seen a kid sing this before, was she had restraint. Restraint is a very important thing for a singer. Like the things you hold back, what you what goes between the lines, the unsaid things. It's a big part of learning to be a really good singer is your restraint. Right. We said and, that about Amy Vashel too. She has that. Yeah, and Melena had it at the age of eight and has it even more now. You know, she's been picked up by like a the very famous the the, the avant garde composer Meredith Monk. Uh, pulled uh, Melena from her choir from her young person's chorus here in New York to sing. Uh, in part of her opera they did at BAM last year it's a series like a song cycle they were doing at BAM and she's got a new opera that's being uh, about this explorer and I can't remember her name right now and they're doing it at the Disney Concert Hall the Geary Building out in LA in, in June I think early June and Milena is, is, has one of the leads in it how old is she's she? Cast, Milena's 12 now 13 I'm, I think that's about right I think she's 13 now wow. you know and she's cast she's out in LA rehearsing with Meredith Monk for this the debut of this opera in June right um, it's a avant-garde, like modern classical music opera. It's a very interesting minimalist. I haven't heard this opera; just heard I've heard Meredith's other music, uh, and it's really brilliant. And but that's one of the things that Teddy has too. He's got this incredible. There's so much restraint, and he, he's got a lot of power in his voice. But he also oh, sings yeah. with all this restraint. He's not over explicating all the feelings in each line. He holds a lot of it in, and it, you can feel it, you know, as opposed to just, like, making sure that you, you detail how every line is supposed to feel and all the emotions. You keep some of it inside, and it it, it makes it much more emotional sometimes when you hold it back. Mm, well and said. he's doing that. He's got a tension in his singing, uh, not just in the, the rhythm of the playing and the way the singing fits in it, but a tension in the emotional restraint, too, that's really, really powerful to me, and all couched in a voice that just has this ring to it and this timber in a, in a male voice you know right it's pleasant but yet it's it, it, it's evocative and I, I feel like you're gonna burst if we don't if we don't tell well we have to do yeah no, I, mean, no. I feel like I, feel, I keep looking over at you i didn't want to talk about this at first because uh, you know I, I i feel like he's a magnificent musician and it could stand on its own uh but, but i guess it's silly not to say it too because then we're like uh, playing a game that way but teddy's parents his father richard thompson maybe one of my favorite songwriters of all time and guitar players uh his mother uh Linda Thompson had one of the most beautiful voices ever in, in rock and roll. It was it was just like a bell ringing. Like it reminds me of Maria Taylor's voice at times reminds me of hers. It just got that yeah. perfect bell tone to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah. Teddy, I mean, he got some genes from his mom on that one. Seriously, like it's one of those things you're just kind of born with it, and you div- you hope and that that the child or the young person s- sees no other way but to develop it. And we should mention, and we never mention it, we've been very careful not to. I think we mentioned on the original podcast, but we never did with Jackie McLean from uh, Rowan Yellowthorne, but her dad is Don McLean. Oh, that's right. We yeah. did mention that. And, that. and there's this, and I was, I was saying to Adam when we were discussing while the song was playing, you know, 
it, you look at the, the baseball players from the last generation that came from their dads, like Barry Bonds, Bobby Bonds' kid, or Ken Griffey Jr., and this new kid, Vlad Guerrero, who's just got inducted into the Hall of Fame, his kid just came up uh, to the Blue Jays, and they're, they're projecting him to be a super-duper star. It's in the genes. Not only that, but it's developed. So you have a place. He not only is born with this talent, but he has these people, this example, you know, this sample of how to utilize that talent. And, and another thing I was going to say... Actually, what I was thinking of when you were talking, I wasn't thinking about, about uh, Linda and uh, David Thompson, even though I know how much you, you feel Richard, about David Thompson uh, so, from Perry Boo. Right, I did that again. Richard Thompson is that uh, when I was watching him, and I can't say this enough. Michael Thompson is Clay's dad. That's right. It's good. That's exactly right. Uh, yeah, so now we're back to the Golden State Warriors. No, but I was going to say that when you watch the, the, the garden session on our website or Instagram, we talked about it, just go out and watch them. Um, Ehud really captures, especially in the close-up shots, you could tell he's totally in the moment of the song. He's not performing. He kind of looks off into space like he's not even playing for people. He's just playing the song that he wrote, getting it out of him. And there's something really intimate about that, the visual with the audio, to tell you that this is a guy that totally has got it. He, he has it, and he's projecting it. In, and again, I use the word powerful, the most powerful way, by allowing you in to his experience of the songs. And it wouldn't surprise me if some of these songs are songs that, they, that he hasn't released yet because it seems like he's really just presenting these, getting them out. That's how I saw it when I watched back to the videos of it. Yeah, and you know, it, as fun as it is to talk about uh, everybody's parents, uh, maybe the best thing I can say about Teddy Thompson is that it's uh, completely unnecessary to even mention who they are because he, uh, and it's easy to forget when he's playing because it, it just doesn't matter. He's, he's so good. That he really is. That it doesn't really matter whose parents are. It's just he's just really fucking good. He is, and yeah. I'm so glad he's coming to play. Yeah. I, that really blows my mind. And yeah. I, it's weird for me to say that because his dad, probably one of my two or three favorite artists of all time, you know. Yes. And uh, but Teddy, man, I had never seen him live, and sitting in the room with him while he plays. I forgot about everything else in the world except this guy's singing. Um, I got one more song I want to play for you by him, and then we'll come back, and then we'll probably wrap this up. Uh, so, yeah, this is this is this is this is Teddy Thompson playing brand new, and I I think it was a brand new song. Yeah, so, that's um, a good one too. I love. And, this a, and of course, this would be near the beginning of the alphabet. So, <laughs> Teddy Thompson, brand new. <laughs> So I do that too, as much as I 
God, that that is a perfect and unique and like completely original bit of songwriting. I, I the melody change in the second line of that of the of each of each verse on that, that's an incredible uh, it's not a melody I would ever come up with. It's an incredible like shift. Uh, and what did you say to me while I was playing? You said I didn't even expect that. I, yeah, I don't. I, I never every time it comes around I don't expect it and it's a uh, the tone of his voice and the the quirky uniqueness of that song and it, it's just this the way it's so stark you know and his voice just like leaps out of the speakers at you on it uh yeah i i think he's a stunning talent like but there's a purity just like this just the sound of his voice like if he just played parts of the dictionary it really might be fine because he's just got this thing that's just <laughs> like a perfection in his, I, I, I really appreciate people who are great singers in that they meaning has nothing to do with voice in, in that they just know how to deliver things and they have a, a craft and a skill in the singing you know I, I'm very proud of myself as a singer but sometimes you just hear a voice too like and he's got all that but also his writing and his, his his singing but the tone of his voice sometimes that there's an absolute pure like quality to just some people just have voices that just knock you on your ass to me he's just got a voice that knocks me on my ass it's just a tone to it that is just only him you know and it really kills me his mother was the same way and you know like maria taylor's voice to me too it just like breaks me the moment she starts singing it's just got this bell tone to it that knocks me out yeah and that's what Sinead O'Connor does to me there's something she hits like a part of me when she goes for those high notes that it just it breaks me every time like I, I can't I can't do other things like I, I can't listen to her sing when I'm driving things like that there are certain be- now I will say this about this song it's a great culmination of everything we talked about in the sense where when I first the to- the the this What's the word I'm looking for? The ambience of the song reminds me of like a Western or something, you know? I'm thinking about this, you know, when two guys are crossing each other with guns. It has this kind of uh, foreboding, you know? There's a sinister aspect of it. Then he starts to sing, and it's almost, it, it's like a balladeer way he sings it. And then it changes when he sings the chorus. It changes completely to me. What I was feeling in the song. It has two different feelings to it. Well, and yeah, it's like what I'm talking su- about the surprise of that second line. It's like, don't, I got a brand new car. And it's got that thing. You think it's like, don't, don't, like a Western thing. Da, 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 ba, yeah, yeah, da, yeah. Da. And then it goes this plaintive tone on it. Like, it goes somewhere plaintive, completely different. Yes. And, and but heartbreaking. But even then it gets to the chorus. And the chorus is another thing entirely. And uh, to do that in a very, he's not, doing a lot on the guitar we talked a lot about accompaniment here and different songs and songwriters and even with him but in this particular song his voice is carrying this thing i mean just completely carrying it and and if anything like you said it's diametrically opposed to what you're listening to musically it's very i can't describe it 
uh, how what I thought about when I was listening to the song. It just took me in two to, two or three different places, and it's a very again I go back to it with him. It's a very powerful statement that he's doing vocally there. It's it's yeah, it's hard to yeah. There there it's just man, he's really something. He, he was one of the first things I heard on the first day of the garden sessions and I I just I thought it immediately I, all, all I could think of right off the bat was oh my god we've got to get him to play like holy shit you know I don't know if he's a is he also lo- located in New York uh yeah yeah he was, you know he was that, that's what makes being in New York the greatest because – and I'm sure it's the same way for Chicago or New Orleans. or I, I'm just saying this as a New Yorker, but somebody's in and around New York all the time. You know, it's just a, what a what a, a gift it is to have people within a radius who could come here and of this ilk and talent and then come across to the point where, holy crap, they're going to play the next festival. You know what I mean? I mean? Even if he got on a train from Oshkosh, it doesn't matter. My point is that he – if he did kind of – Come here because he lives in the area. He could just jump on a train and get here. You know what I mean? Or grab a cab. It's it really is uh, a, a gift. Yeah, I mean, there was like a three or four hour period on that first day where you know it went from Teddy Thompson to Sean Barna. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if they were exactly in this order, but in, in this like the latter half of that day, I remember we had Teddy Thompson and Sean and uh, Wilder Maker right. and uh, and City of the Sun. A band, an incredible band that I don't know if you've heard them yet, but they are, they blew me away. And also, uh, Onlyest, <laughs> all in this like in the latter half of the first day, you know, Teddy, Sean Barna, oh, I think Coley James played then too. Wilder Maker, City of the Sun, and and Onlyest, all in a, you know, like the afternoon that day. Just fuck. Yeah, you know, it just was like, wow. The last thing of the day was only that's right. I was thinking it was the last day, but it wasn't the last day. They were the last band to play on the first day, so it was like seven o'clock at night when they played. And I mean, holy shit! Yeah, they were so good. It's uh, incredible stuff, and and we we are so honored to bring this stuff to you guys to share this stuff because when Adam sends me this stuff, or I'm sitting in this room listening to it, you just cannot help. I know you said this for a million times. This is what people who love music, geeks or musicians, they can't wait to jam down your throat the next thing they're listening to and they love it. But we can't wait. We couldn't wait to do this podcast, literally. I mean, we, we, we rushed around because li- this is one of the rare times where people are listening to a couple of podcasts that we've recorded within weeks of them coming out because we've been compiling all this stuff and we have announcements to make and new bands to come out. But it, but in particular, these 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 um, uh, garden sessions from the Thursday, which I missed because I wasn't able to make it here till Friday morning, and then the Sunday one, which I had left early, I heard some of the the artists that played that day. But but those two, you you got a lot of of bands, a lot of artists that did not play the festival who are going to play in November, and that is a great thrill to be able to play that for people now, for people to absorb it, to dig on it. That's why that was the that was the great thing about this festival because we had the first one in October. Uh, of last year then we did the April one and because we did one already a lot of people came back from the first one and we played every artist that played on in the, on this podcast so when people came they knew the songs yeah yeah and they knew the artists, and they were psyched to see them. And that is really, really cool because I remember you telling me when you first toured uh, with Cracker and uh, Cranberries it was a period in which people were really looking forward. They would go to the indie record store and get Counting Crows record, and then they came to the show ready to see it. And that's kind of been lost 
because there's so much music out there. So that's why I love about this podcast. We're able to bring this stuff to people. And when they come to the festival, they could dig on it the way we're doing it. There's about, I mean, and the, the garden sessions were really great this time in that, aside from all the bands that played the festival that were so great at their garden sessions, we found about 10 or 12, maybe more, that we, that played garden sessions that we just asked, that we were immediately wanted, we immediately wanted to come play the festival. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we won't be able to get all of them. Some of them are from other countries. Some of it's just too hard. Right. But we found eight or 10 bands, maybe more. It's definitely more. What am I talking about? It's, it's like got to be closer to 15 bands that we wanted to have play the festival. And like I said, we won't get them all. But man, and that's just the people who didn't play the festival. Right. We wanted to play next time. Yeah. Um, we should probably wrap up, though. It's, it's getting to be uh, around that, that time, time for this yes. podcast. So, but once again, I just want to remind you that you know a lot of the bands we've played the last few weeks will be coming back to play the next, the next festival. And uh, that is something I am very excited about. We've already announced uh, Matt Susich and Scout, Town Meeting, Onlyest, the beloved Fair Hazel coming back from... Uh, from uh, London and there's a few more in the coming weeks that are going to be announced as well and uh, yeah well I you know we're not supposed to be announcing it but Teddy Thompson is coming back <laughs> all right so uh, just he better be coming he's coming back uh, to play oh, so uh, we will get back to you soon with another podcast yes. and more announcements stay tuned stay on the underwater sunshine uh, Twitter Twitter the the Instagram of my own as well, James. Mine as well, yes. Because we'll be talking about all the bands coming out. And go to underwatersunshinefest.com to check out all the write-ups and the essays on the bands and to hear some of the music, see the videos. Right. And, of course, the Underwater Sunshine Festival official YouTube page has all this stuff on it. So sure does. Yep. Uh, we will see you soon. Yes, we'll be back. And we should say that we still want to do the Superstar episode. Oh, it's coming up. We just have to get... uh, I think we're coming up into a period right now where we can do it, actually, because we have... uh, I don't think we have garden sessions for the next few bands. So uh, it'll be easy enough to wait on them. And Anyways, we got to go. See you soon. This has been the Underwater Sunshine Podcast. I'm Adam. I'm James. Peace. Late.